Hello and welcome to the T2D podcast, Ireland's first patient-led type 2 diabetes podcast. And thank you to everyone who has completed questionnaires, volunteered for interviews and is listening now. My name is Olivia Quinion and this podcast is part of a dissertation to complete a master's degree in science and health communication in Dublin City University. But it's more than that. I would like to produce something with your help to make a difference in the lives of people with type 2 diabetes to try to ensure that you have the most up-to-date information you need to take charge of your own health and well-being. Today's guest is Tatiana, who is living with type 2 diabetes, and she's going to talk to us now about her experiences. Please remember to consult with your own healthcare professional before acting on any information that you may hear in this podcast as general advice does not apply to specific individual cases. Hello Tatiana, you're very good. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So first of all, can I ask you, um, were you diagnosed with pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes? Uh, I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Like around two years ago when I was uh, pregnant with my son. And then did that go on to become type 2 diabetes or is still classified as gestational diabetes? So usually uh, when you have diabetes, uh, when you're pregnant, it's all about your hormones because your hormones is going up and down. So they say usually it it goes away after you have the baby, a few weeks, six weeks, I guess. When you have your baby, but in my case, both of my parents had diabetes. So in my case, uh, it stayed. So you were, were you in hospital when you were diagnosed? Uh, Yes, I was uh, actually, when I was around maybe seven to eight months pregnant, they usually do these glucose tests uh, where they test your body ability to process the sugars. So you, you go in and we spend the whole morning doing the test. So, uh, and then I left maybe 20 minutes after I left the maternity hospital, they called me and asked me to return immediately. <laughs> and when I came back, they actually, I have to, to be admitted to the hospital. And I stayed there for four days where they went through, you know, the types of diabetes and what we should do uh, in relation to the, to the sugars, how to manage the sugars. It's funny because when I got the call from the maternity, the maternity hospital asked me to return to the hospital because my sugars were really high. I was feeling fantastic. I was feeling great that day. Like I wouldn't have any symptoms. I, even yeah. now, I don't have the symptoms. And it's like, are you sure? Like you're calling the right person because they told me, you know, I was going to do the, the test the morning and the results will come up like a couple of days later. So I was like, why are they calling me now 20 minutes later? And at the time, did they mention anything about um, body weight to you? And I know you were pregnant, so it probably was quite, <laughs> quite difficult to to know what, what was the pregnancy weight and what was your own weight. No, they do measure that because it's actually important. Mm. But as you said, I was pregnant at the time, so there wasn't a concern. Okay. But even now that I, I do have, I now have diabetes, I'm type 2. So I do have to manage my body weight and what I eat and, and what I what I exercise and so on. And since you were diagnosed, has somebody explained the uh, importance of lifestyle, you know, like diet, exercise and explained what difference 
changing that can make to your life? Yeah, actually, the, the diabetic clinic at the maternity hospital was very good to me. So they went through all these sort of things, you know, how to manage my weight, how to manage the sugars and the consequences of not uh, looking after yourself. Mm. But now I I check my my sugar levels with my GP and she did mention the importance of exercising every day. It's like, you know, losing weight pretty much, you know, you know what to do. You just need to keep a track and keep an eye on it. Mm. But it was mentioned to me, yes. Okay. And did anybody ever mention the possibility of remission or reversal to you? Uh, yes, it was mentioned. But again, uh, when I was pregnant, they only they focus on the pregnancy only because when you have diabetes and you're pregnant, it can be a quite risky pregnancy. Mm. So they focus on those months left, you know, till the the baby's born. After that, uh, I was talking to my GP and she said it is possible, but then you have to do like a dramatic life change. So mm. you really need to look on what you're eating, what you're doing which can be quite hard for, for many people. And were you ever referred to a dietitian? Uh, no, I haven't. When I was at the, the maternity, I was seeing a, a dietitian every couple of weeks. But after that, no. And have you ever attended a diabetes course? No, no, I haven't. I don't even know that exists, actually. I know H- H- the HSC do uh, provide courses online, but mm. I believe that's just for type 1 diabetics. Yeah, as far as I know. There, I think there are some for type 2 as well. And if you go on the Diabetes okay. Ireland website, they have a oh, free okay. one as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that's that's what I, like from my own experience, I feel like there's no much support for type 2 out there. It, I might be, you know, confused here, but as far as I know, the, the type 1 has, you know, clinics and they have group supports online and so many things. I, As I say, like I've been diagnosed for over two years now, so I'm quite new to all this. So I still have to learn a lot, but I don't think there's much out there. When you were diagnosed, um, you did mention that um, lifestyle changes were discussed with you. And of course, you were pregnant, so it was very important to keep that on track. But since um, your pregnancy has ended, are are you still on the same medication that you would have been when you were diagnosed? Uh, no, I was on insulin when I was pregnant because okay. we really need to keep the sugars down. Mm. So right now I am um, just pills, medication, uh, twice a day. And obviously always trying to keep, you know, the, the sugars down, managing the weight and what I eat pretty much. Mm. And were um, low-carbohydrate diets ever discussed with you? By your Only when I was pregnant. Not at the moment. And did you listen to the podcast? I did. <laughs> I actually learned quite a lot from both of your first podcasts. Uh, right. One with the nurse. I don't remember their names. One with the nurse and the other one with the endocrinologist. It was very helpful, as I was saying to you earlier. It's quite hard to find information out there, especially for the type 2 diabetics. So yeah. thanks for that. Thanks yeah. for sharing. So you found, found them useful. Do you normally listen to podcasts? To be honest with you, I don't because most of the free time I have will be, say, when you're commuting. And I prefer to be quite alert when I'm in public transport, especially nowadays. So mm. but when I do work from home, for example, I, I do listen to podcasts. Um, so would you listen to health podcasts in the future if you knew that's something, say, for, 
was about diabetes or a health topic that you were interested in, would you listen to it on a podcast? Oh, yeah, certainly. That's how I have been getting all my information from. You know, any time I have uh, any questions, just online, you, you go online and search. So, so you, generally, do you think um, podcasts are a good way to communicate health information? Yeah, yeah. So great way to disseminate information for sure. Because you're sharing information, you're sharing experiences as well. Yeah. So the the aim of um the type two diabetes podcast was to be patient led. So to get patient voices into the questions that were asked. So do you think this is a good way um to construct health podcasts? For sure. Yes, definitely, because Obviously, whatever you're going through, whether if it's diabetes or cancer, you can always find information out there. You can always go to your GP and discuss about it. But the most important is your mental health as well. So it's nice to to share with someone who's going through the same situation as you. So I, I think talking to another patient is very important because they know how you feel. They know how you know, what you're going through. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. Do you think that a lot that some information um, that's given to people, especially people with di- diabetes, is not what they need? I thought what you're saying is that sometimes when you go online, like say, if you wake up in the morning and you have a headache, you go to Google and then you see the the words, you know, cancer. So it's too much information out there that you don't need. You know, there's not a triage of information for the, the to the patients. Well, Tatiana, you're very good. Thank you so much for talking to us. And I hope that, as you said, this podcast has helped you and I hope it's helped lots of people. And I hope that you'll get some support. Maybe Diabetes Ireland or go onto the HSC website and you'll find those um, educational courses um, that are all free. Okay, thanks for that. Thank you, Tatiana, for talking to us today and sharing your experience of type 2 diabetes. Thank you to everyone who has listened and I hope it will help you in managing your own health. If you have any concerns about the information that is contained in the podcast, you can get in touch with me, Olivia Crinion, via email at the following address. Olivia.crinion2 at mail.dcu.ie That's olivia.crinion2 at mail.dcu.ie. Also, all the episodes in the T2D podcast are available wherever you get your podcasts or by emailing me at that same address. Thank you for listening.